Good evening, spooksters, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friend Institute. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I'm joined today by my good friends, Kit and Andrew. Tonight, we will be watch or we have watched the third film in my not-so-spooky Halloween slash uh, flaming bag of dog poop on the uh, front doorstep uh, triple feature <laughs> with 2012's Fun Size. Has there been uh, a, a, a sack of dog poop on a doorstep mm-hmm. on each of these? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. So yeah, Kenny and Company had it, Hollywood Nights had it, and now this had it. Although I think this one did it best, if you ask me. This one did do it. This one did do it best. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. A total accident, you know? Mm. I guess it's just a classic Halloween prank. <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting well, how yeah. similar all three movies were. Like, this really was like a tight theme <laughs> very very yeah. yeah yeah we've because we've kept it pretty loose so far i think yeah and then this was very very specific yeah it worked yes yeah, especially for a backup we kind of picked this one at the last minute but yeah and i hadn't seen i hadn't seen two of the three um but i had seen fun size had either of you seen fun size before no Mm-mm. i haven't even heard of it well um what did you think um, I will say that like when I saw that it was a Nickelodeon movie, I felt it was going to be like a cert like it it's it's going to achieve this baseline that I'm going to be happy with. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be just it's not going to be another Hollywood Nights. Like I knew that. Yeah. I yeah. knew we were I knew we were I felt safe. It's yeah. definitely like a much more competent film than either of the ones we watched before Mm -hmm. right yeah i mean this is it's the newest it's also a big studio picture i mean it's paramount through nickelodeon i guess um so yeah i think that makes sense but i would say i guess going for the whole triple feature triple feature like kenny and company was very independent um but sort of like it wasn't like it was incompetently made. It was just a very low budget independent feature. And then Hollywood Nights was just bad. It was not, I don't even think it was a budget problem with Hollywood mm-hmm. Nights at all. It was just a bad mm-hmm. movie. Um, but yeah, with this, you kind of, it's like, you know, maybe more our speed, what we're used to when we go to the movies these days. Although it's weird that this movie is eight years old now. I still feel like this is uh, recent, but. I liked it. Good. Yep. Yeah, I really like this. Uh, this um, is... I felt like it was it was really light in its feet and easy to watch. And I felt like within the first five minutes, I understood like who people were to a certain degree. Like, but I didn't feel like like bogged down with like any like explanations of things. It was just like, oh, here are these people, and here's who they are, and they are easy to latch onto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Albert was a fucking boss. Like right out the gate, this kid's the coolest 
the coolest dude ever. Uh, just like taking a fat dump. Um, <laughs> I think that's super cool. Yeah, I know you respect that. I do. <laughs> I do. Well, what do you think, Kit? Um, I wouldn't say I liked it, but there were things that I liked about it. Like, okay. I think probably the number one thing to like about it is that there were certain little things about, first of all, like all of the teenage characters in it feel like teenagers, like they mm -hmm. are, and they look like teenagers and they act like teenagers. And then there were some, it definitely felt like they were in some ways reaching for super bad or something. And, but like for younger people, but it's still um, raunchy. Yeah, I don't know who the movie's for, and I'm not surprised it did not do well, I, because... <laughs> I think I do know who it's for. Who? I think it is for Mike? teenagers. No, well, yeah, Mike, of course. <laughs> Mike, it's, weird. It, it's, it's for Mike at any age, but I think it's for, like, younger teenagers. Like, teenagers in, like, the 14, 15 range. Superbad is more, like, later high school, college. But I me. think there's weird things in it if it's if it is for that age group. I don't mean even like for instance, um, it, it's like the movie is trying to be like sometimes like a raunchy mm -hmm. teen comedy, but it takes out like the actual raunch or like the raunch is like conceived by someone who doesn't know the stuff they're talking about, like. With her, with like Jane Levy's nared butthole, like mm -hmm. I don't know what that, like what's going on there because she's got a hairy butthole. But she says she did it on accident. She says she yeah. got nair on her butt on accident. I know exactly. Which... I know exactly what she did. I know exactly what she did. What? She. So just bear with me. But she's like, she's up like, she's <laughs> up like like this, and it dripped down. From her puss down onto her chode. I'm telling you. Bowl, I'm telling you that is off. not what happened. And then if nah. you had nair in in near your puss, you've got worse problems than an itchy butthole. Like uh, I don't know. Have you ever had that, an itchy butthole? It's pretty bad. That's just not that's just not a thing. And then at the end when she wakes uh, up with like the Hamilton kid or the Aaron Burr kid, which yeah. sidebar about that. But it's like in this for okay i'm not trying to be like a grandma but for this age group it's like okay they she got drunk they fucked and she doesn't remember it like that's weird it's i don't the know movies if for fucked. like 14 year olds i think but like all but that's what i'm saying it's like all the signs point to in any other movie if she wakes up cuddled on the couch with him at the end of a party and she's wearing his clothes like they fucked, but yeah, in this movie, the only reason I don't think that's the case is because it's like, well, that would be that seems strange, and also then, like the scene where he touches her boob and like she likes that. That's mm. there. There's just certain little things, and really most of them revolving around her character. That I'm like, <laughs> I don't buy Jane Levy as like a vapid girl. I don't think that she likes having a like her, like in the middle of a nerd touching her boob as a reward she's like oh my god i love you that's not that does not happen she did not get nair on her butthole and <laughs> like she, like she didn't just wake up after a chaste night of cut i don't know it's just there's certain things like that that i'm like 
the humor and then I just don't know who wants like nared butthole jokes and then also like to watch this little kid like poop like I don't like you know what I mean like what's that target audience apparently Andrew but I, I thought that was funny <laughs> as hell <laughs> I was like oh this is about a kid god damn it <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, what I was, but but I think that like the 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 boy who plays like the main love interest, like I Thomas liked Mann. how I liked how he looked. I like how he like mm-hmm. seemed like an actual kid. He there were little specifics about his life that read as like true nerd and not like movie nerd. Um, I liked mm-hmm. that the guy who's like considered the hottest guy in school is an artist and not a athlete which is like that's very rare in film i think but true in life like in never been kissed they do the same thing where like the most popular boy is like a weird like queer like um (laughs) poet boy um (laughs) poet boy and like i think that that you know like certainly in our school i don't think the athletes were like the the hot guys like or the most or the most popular guys that's not like the case in every single school um so I thought that was good. There were just little specifics like that that I thought were like, they, it felt close. To, there's a fucking car alarm going off. It felt more like a real, like it felt more like real kids to me. I also thought it was the funniest thing about this movie to me is mm-hmm. what a bad job they did at predicting which nerd costumes would stand the test of time because like she wants to be ruth gator bader ginsburg and everyone's like who the fuck is ruth bader ginsburg and then he's and then the other guy is aaron burr and it's like who the fuck is aaron burr it's like both like now cultural icons in 2020 because like they yeah actually i was i I meant to look that up when did the musical hamilton come out probably like 2015 or something okay i was pretty sure i was like this movie came out before that i'm pretty sure but i didn't know if that was some sort of reference or anything um 2016 well no well the one it was at the tony's at 2016 and it was at it it started in 2015 okay so it would have been well after um yeah so so i agree that there's definitely like kind of weird like plot beats that just don't make a ton of sense like there's the thing on the on at the end where like he's blocking her mom from entering her home and it's like this is a strange this is a strange thing that doesn't that doesn't happen in the real world uh and it doesn't make any sense but i think i think there was like it was it was there was enough there was enough stuff for me to like enjoy and laugh at like uh like his mom's like I loved that. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was so fucking funny when they walk in at the end and they're making an Obama tapestry. I know. Like... I was watching that. I was like, okay, they do art t- together. Ha ha, lesbians. And then when they pulled back and it was Obama, I was like, that is it, fucking funny. That is good. That was good. And just like, and just like when he walks in and the way he says, just like, hey moms, I yeah. don't. It's like, I like, I like that. That's both. They're both like. It's like at the same time, it's it's just being like, look how casual and normal this is. And then at the same time, it's just like, this is there. This is still funny. Yeah. I don't know. I, I also I feel like I knew before they were revealed that it was going to be on a gas there and Carrie Kenny playing them. <laughs> <laughs> like that's who's going to be doing this. 
Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I feel like the film, I've seen it so many times at this point that it doesn't wow, feel as uneven. Really? Yeah, this has sort of just become like a Halloween, like an October staple for me. Okay. Um, but see, but... I think that this movie is not deliberately, but it's very specifically tuned to my tastes and so many things. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, it's just like, I love it, but I also, I totally see why this movie made, you know, $11 million or whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think I've gotten more used to the the slight unevenness, even just in like the humor, like, okay, is this for a 20 year old or is this for a 15 year old or is this for a 10 year old? Um, but I almost think which with different characters, it's like, okay, now this, like, so the Thomas Middleditch, it's like, that's probably for maybe a little bit of an older viewer, uh, the, the convenience store clerk. I thought um, he was the best maybe? part. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but then, I mean, he's with the kid, so it's probably also for the, I don't, I don't exactly know, but I, I agree. Like the Nair joke contrasts with the kid on the toilet at the beginning contrasts with the, um, I don't know. I feel like the whole thing where he, uh, the convenience store clerk, like, um, gosh, he's, he's like looking for the kid and then he goes to the club where the ladies are, but he has like some sort of relationship with one of them that he's trying to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the jokes, like the sides and the things that he says aren't like for the 10 year olds in the audience. Right. They're, they're kind of a different kind of wit, but, but I still feel like it all flows together because it all, it moves along quickly enough that I don't see any, but that's one group. You I know, think that's why it's weird is because like you're the world that they set up with the teens is like extremely grounded actually for even for a movie like this mm-hmm. just the mere fact that they're played by children is like or seem to be played convincing children mm-hmm. is like okay i recognize this but then there's like weird 80s comedy tropes like everyone just hanging out with an eight-year-old in a club like which like that can work but it's a weird contrast for the teen world which is kind of normal like yeah i don't know i guess well, that's like, what mm. the chicken falling on their car is like more like broad comedy mm-hmm. compared to like those stuff but i think too that like part of why it works for me is that um, even when the movie, either the humor or just the story elements, like kind of start to bump up against like, eh, this isn't so much for me. Um, like a joke is never so bad. Like a, a joke for children is never so bad in this movie that I'm like, ah, I'm turning it off. This is stupid. Or, you know, like that I'm totally yeah. checking out. Um, there was nothing so as yeah. bad as like Hollywood, the Hollywood nights, like jokes Mm-mm. that made me want to like throw my computer out the window. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were, sure. yeah. There were actual jokes in this movie. Um, but, uh. But yeah, so I, I do, I think, I, I guess, I, yeah, I agree. Like, it's a little uneven, but the more I've watched it, like, it just, I also, I like, I didn't, I don't think I thought about it until this time because I knew I was going to have to talk about it. But like, I like sort of the emotional story level or storylines for the characters, like nothing like really big or super, super interesting, but every character grows yeah. a little bit or has some kind of resolution, which it's just nice to have in a comedy. It was also yeah. really cool to have, I thought I felt like the coolest idea in the movie is that kids go to a graveyard on Halloween night and it's not scary. It's like yeah. they're visiting their dead dad. Yeah. I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. Like I don't, and I, but I, I don't get the sense that these kids are like, um, 
Like they're definitely there's some there's some like layer of grief in the movie, but it's like I don't get the the sense that all of these people are you know stunted or or you know trapped in their grief or whatever. Even mm-hmm. even the mom character, like you know, she seems she's sad that her husband's gone, but like also she it's it's interesting that she plays a character who genuinely wants to move on. Um, yeah. Without and the movie doesn't doesn't sit there and labor any of this. It's just yeah. kind of all in there. So like these are the kind of the things I appreciated about it, and like the 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 whole thing with the with the the conflict with the mom and daughter, like they set it up so pretty seamlessly. Like you're you're it's sort of weird the way the way they introduce it, but then it by the end it feels like you have a full sense of the whole situation, and yeah, yeah, it's just everything kind of easily resolves. I mean, the most harrowing thing in the movie is a kidnapping plot and. Uh, which I didn't, which I thought was weird. Like it that's another thing. It is weird that he's gonna like not let the kid go. At R- right, yeah, it's not making sense. Like on, like what I thought was so the whole thing is like uh, Johnny Knoxville is like this dude who's like training for some match or something, and then the kid's prank caused him to hurt his foot, so he can't perform in the match anymore. So now he wants money, and if he doesn't get money, he's going to call the cops and. And claim that domestic terrorism was carried out by an eight-year-old. So, you know, the whole thing's pretty flimsy. Um, I think it should have ended when she gave him that jacket. But then you don't get that sweet fireworks show, so. Right. Yeah, Yeah, it was just like, what is his his deal? And then Mm -hmm. when... I, I don't know. It just felt like the movie was so self-aware when, like, obviously when she's giving over her jacket, you think that he's going to be like, oh, OK, whatever. Get out of here. And then he's like, no, he's like a I don't know, a pedophile. I don't I'm like. What's I don't know. I don't do know either. That, like he's going to jail. Like that's anyway, right. It's right. Yeah, it was weird because it was just like like it felt like. They wanted to make the character more of like a sympathetic character, but then they also like I feel like they should have gone more like uh like further with it, like done like the raising Arizona thing, uh mm-hmm. like the dude on the motorcycle, like make him like al- almost like a monster or like Dennis the in Dennis the Menace, Christopher Lloyd and Dennis the Menace. Sure. Yeah. That one sure. of the scariest dudes. <laughs> Dude is scary. Kid kid movie history. <laughs> yeah. For me. I want to watch that again. I haven't watched that in a long time. Um uh, oh, so a little bit before the Johnny Knoxville thing, Andrew, you had mentioned like Chelsea Handler's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that actually is possibly part of why I was saying like on multiple rewatches that the tone doesn't bother or the uh, the unevenness doesn't bother me because I think the Chelsea Handler's character and Jane Levy's character both are kind of uh, not stretching believability, but sort of stretching like what I'm comfortable with in this movie um okay, those why? are their characters oh just i mean like like um specifically with chelsea handler because it seems so silly like it's like well i don't really know anybody like you know kit was talking about how like grounded the most much uh much of the mm-hmm. teenager's lives feel and it's like well i don't know anybody who like lost a parent that their mom coped quite like that like it's just it's more of like a caricature um it's, or, yeah, for me, at least, it wasn't something I'd seen in real life. Or even um, with that, like, then when she's, like, hanging out with the parents, like, she goes into their bedroom and stuff, and I'm like, I don't... It is weird that she walks in their bedroom and then ends up hanging out with them. Right. <laughs> we'll see, but I think... strange. 
that's what I think um, now that I've seen them multiple times, like the stuff about them that maybe bothered me the first time doesn't really anymore because Chelsea Handler has that moment with the parents where you kind of see that she's dealing with like the reason she's doing this is because she's dealing with losing her husband and this is just part of her grieving. And then by the end of the movie, she's kind of through it. And then same thing with um, Jane Levy's character, who is, I think is very funny in times, but I think is also kind of like, I could take it or leave it at other times. Mm-hmm. But like she says something to Victoria justice about, um, you know, uh, like I just wanted us to have a really fun night. Like for the past few months, ever since your dad's passed away, you haven't had a fun night. So I wanted to yeah. do that. Um, it was, it which, was interesting how much like, the dad played into it, but like you don't really see it coming and not in a bad way. Like, mm-hmm. and they don't need to like have a setup where they tell you that Jane Levy's already like pissed about this, like, or, or upset that she's like Mr. Friend. You're like, Oh yeah, I can imagine that w- when your friend's dad dies, you, you don't see them as much like, yeah. or they have a hard time. They're, ha- you know, everything's kind of se- like, it's just, paid off emotionally in a way that was not expected yeah yeah Yeah. and i think it i think seeing that those characters sort of quote-unquote redeemed themselves in some way not that they're despicable before but you know what i mean um i think that that's what sort of makes the stuff earlier in the movie work for me when i watch it again or whatever but yeah I think in a different movie, they make a much bigger deal about like Albert mm-hmm. not not talking and how, oh, he hasn't spoken since yeah. dad died. And uh, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to just have it be a little more low key. And then I also like, I guess, again, because rewatching it, um, knowing that I was going to have to talk about it, like uh, I didn't really remember it. So I remembered it being a fun and a funny movie, but I didn't really remember like how many parts I really enjoy in this movie, like, mm-hmm. uh, or even just like quotes or lines. And, uh, I guess I've got a few I listed. <coughs> oh, the, uh, when they're out trick or treating with Albert towards the beginning mm-hmm. and they're looking, he, he wanders off. And so they're looking for Spider-Man and then they just pull the mask off this like old guy who's in a Spider-Man costume. And, uh, he's like, love- well, this is a hundred percent legal. I love um, that. Yeah, that made me laugh so hard. Yeah. So yeah, just like lots of good gags. Um, some that sort of push against the reality of what we have had set up for us, but like most of them work within it. I think um, I liked um, Keevan, the name Keevan. That was funny. funny. That was funny. Uh, that was great. When uh, So yeah, Roosevelt's moms, um, pretty much both the scenes that they were in, I, I thought were really good, but there was... Uh, so I think it was uh, Carrie Kenny's character said that she had a doctorate in prenatal psychology, which I thought was funny. <laughs> Definitely um, making up all that dialogue too. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then um, he he like he like kind of storms out, and uh, I think Anna Gosteyer says she like looks to her and she she's like we should have breastfed longer mm-hmm. and just like <laughs> we but like so yeah. like they were all good jokes but at the same time they weren't like mean spirited and making fun of like you know uh-uh. hippy dippy like types or anything like that well especially um, like contrasted with jane uh, with uh victoria justice's mom like they have done a good job like you, you like like they're mm-hmm. they're good moms for sure oh yeah. yeah their kid is cool and yeah he speaks Greek. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, lots of little, uh, I don't know. I, I think 
I, I'm hard pressed to think of many comedies in the last 10 years that I really like enjoyed this much. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just like the little jokes that make sense for characters, clever little things that happen, that kind of stuff. To me, um, to me, fun size is the thing that you, you Mike were looking for with this triple. Like this is the movie that, it, yes. this is the one where I'm, I watched it and I got to enjoy a little bit of it and I got to like, like, okay, I'm fully in the head of Mike right now. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, I wanted to share something I found when I was, uh, so this was directed by Josh Schwartz, mm-hmm. uh, who created and executive produced the OC. And uh, Gossip he developed, Girl. he was that and Gossip Girl. Sorry. Yeah. He, yeah. Developed Gossip Girl, uh, and he co-created Chuck. Uh, his Wikipedia says that his parents were both toy inventors at Hasbro. And uh, when he was, so this is the thing that for me. Uh, so when Schwartz was seven years old, he won an essay writing contest at a sleepaway camp for a review of the recently released movie Gremlins. The opening line was Spielberg has done it again. and stood out amongst <laughs> the pile of essays. <laughs> that was, so he liked Gremlins as a kid that I think that's, there must just be some sort of brain type um, that uh, anyways, but yeah. And there are just all sorts of things like through this movie that I was just like, this person must be very similar to me. I think he's like a decade older than me, but, um, you know, anyways. And Rich, presumably. And Rich created the OC. (laughs) No, Rich, I mean, born Rich, I'm going to assume. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, toy inventors aren't poor, I assume. Well, and they went on to start their own company. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They They live in Providence. Yeah. Wayne, Wayne Zelinsky wasn't particularly rich. Uh the <laughs> the dad in Gremlins was That's not true. particularly rich. That's true. Randall uh Oh my gosh. I can't remember his name. Peltzer, Randall Peltzer. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, and then the writing uh it was written by Max Werner who worked on uh The Colbert Report and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So those are two other things where I was like Ugh. That makes sense. The Choose Your Own Adventure, Kimmy Schmidt thing was so fucking good. I haven't watched it yet. I still haven't watched the last season. It was way Kimmy better Schmidt. than the last probably two seasons of the show. Okay. Wait, I the Choose it. Your Own Adventure was or the last? The Choose Your Own Adventure was. Okay, cool. How, yeah, I really how, liked the first season. How was the Choose Your Own Adventure thing? I thought it was great. It was fun? Yeah, I mean, it. I think it's an... I don't think it's like a good... <laughs> Well, I'm playing like a choose your, that game I was telling you about is like basically choose your own adventure. So mm-hmm. it's just it's annoying. There's there's annoying aspects of it, um, like the weight and, you know, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. it was funny and they like did creative things with it. Like, you know, choose the same choice three times and see what happens. You know, like it's it was cool hmm. and it was just I'll fucking just funny. And Daniel Radcliffe is so funny in it. <laughs> um, okay, let's see what else we got in our notes here. Oh, I noted they they probably weren't able to get the rights to Pink Floyd because they she she chooses her Halloween costume based on <clears throat> sinking the Wizard of Oz with Dark Side of the Moon, and uh, she puts the vinyl on. Her, you know, on a record player and she puts the needle down but no Pink Floyd song plays <laughs> so I assume they could not get the rights to that um, her costume I noted was that, disappointing 
her costume was? Yeah, I, and then, I loved that costume. Uh, I, I thought it looked good. <laughs> what yeah. the hell, you guys? I don't. Mm-hmm. I think Victoria Justice is like the biggest problem with the movie because mm-hmm. I, not for me. I no. <laughs> I don't believe her remotely as like a nerd girl. Not because she's pretty. I like, mean, I'm pretty, and I and I was very smart. But <laughs> I, that is the problem with all teen movies that they're all supermodels but she doesn't read as like that's the thing is like jane levy's like right there why is she playing like and it's truly it's not about their looks it's about their like jane levy is like winona Ryder. like winona Ryder doesn't play like a dumb like vapid like jane levy's like a dark presence and then victoria justice is like sunny fun like they needed i just felt like it was so miss miss cast or whatever like that victoria like the victoria justice is like ignored by the popular guy or something and it's like a big i don't it's just no i don't think i mean he the popular guy was like pursuing her like he stopped his car to talk to her to invite her to the that, party that was another part. song for her that, and it was that beautiful was an, that was another part where like i was like okay i think the camera is sort of telling me that he's looking at her butt but like the film can't just like shoot her butt like <laughs> you know what i mean like it was kind of like Nickelodeon the movie. top of her butt but like I'm looking at his face and he's like, yeah, baby, I'm into this. I'm like, you're into the like what her back moving like it was. So, it was I think this movie, this this movie uh, boldly disrupts the male gaze in that regard. Kate. Yeah, agreed. No, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't know. Way, I thought <laughs> I thought she I don't think she can act. I don't think she uh, was believable as that character at all. Um, mm-hmm. Then who would I, you cast? Jane Levy. You you can't okay. So you can't have two Jane Levies in this movie. I'll can't. switch switch them. No, I disagree. I think Jane Levy was very good in the part that she was in. I think I don't you think could she, see she was. was having a lot of fun. What's that? I don't think she was. I love her, and I think she was also bad in this. But because of like who she's being asked to play, makes no sense for her. Je ne sais quoi. Hmm. I no. I I, I thought. She worked well in that role. I w- that w- it wasn't always my favorite character, but it you it was fun to watch her because you could see that she was enjoying doing that. Like just the way like we're in there they're in the convenience store, kind of I don't know early on in the movie, and she's just like she hates being around Roosevelt and uh, his friend, and she's just like looking at like l- she's looking at Ren uh, with such contempt. She's looking at them with such contempt, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I thought I thought she was perfectly good in it, and Victoria Justice I thought was also very good in it, and I pictured her as. Like, you know, it's like we were, you were saying, you know, they always put supermodels as like the unpopular kid in a teen movie. That mm-hmm. is true. Um, but I saw her because she wasn't really like an unpopular like she wasn't she just wasn't that concerned with popularity like Jane Levy's character was or Levy or whatever. Um, so it was like she to me, she was like she could have been the most popular girl in school because she had the most popular guy in school, like singing her a song at his party. Um but she just wasn't very interested in that. And like, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I thought it almost worked around the casting supermodels as the leads in teen movies. Um, because like, yeah, she just didn't seem uh, 
preoccupied with I don't even remember she wasn't like looking for a boyfriend in this movie like that wasn't she wanted to go to the party and have fun with her friend but there wasn't to my recollection that the story wasn't that you know she wanted to win the heart of some boy or anything yeah, I mean, this movie is her, her just her vibe of, is not smart girl to me. Like her vibe is. Party girl, s- smart girl. What do you does, did they, Are they trying to sell her as like a super smart? Yes. They are. I don't think so. I mean, she's just she's just a I don't think she's supposed to be like a super genius. She, she's, I mean, she's like trying to talking go to, NYU. To, the, to that dude That's... about like about. I don't I, the the whatever the like explorer guy he was playing where they're like Yo, oh, blah 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 no blah, blah, blah. like they totally right. are trying to sell her as like a smart nerd that's why like Jane Levy's disgusted with her is that she only hangs is that she hangs out with you know all the smart kids right I don't and think she the, wants to be I Ruth mean, but... Bader Ginsburg for Halloween and like all, you know that's just not yeah, I think nerdy yes but not smartest girl in school like i don't feel like the movie is trying to set her up as that but okay well but she's nerdy, not yeah. a nerd i think kids phd is showing yeah <laughs> something showing um hmm. yeah I, that's fine i mean it's it's she i i thought it was Look, fine it, um but the, I, the I universe has corrected Victoria itself Justice, she is but. not famous anymore so it's fine What's that? The Victoria Justice is no longer a she's a she's a non-entity now. So it ha, you know everything. Yeah, where'd she out. go? And meanwhile, Jane Levy's she... on a hit show that sucks. So we're fine. <laughs> what show is Jane Levy on? The one where the the second show in Peter Gallagher's career where he just has to sit there and do and be in like a coma the whole time. Like that's like his specialty. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a musical and it sucks. That's too bad. She should do movies. Yeah. She was, I I liked her in evil dead. And, uh, don't breathe. Don't breathe. That was good. I forget about that movie. That was a good movie. What the fucking, Zoe's extraordinary uh, playlist. I haven't seen that. I just like saw it yeah, on. It. it it looks unwatchable to me. Her dad yeah. is like in a coma. Well, not a coma. He's like um, he's like awake but non-responsive. But like, and and something to do with his accident. She ends up having, like, suddenly seeing musical numbers everywhere, that aren't like that nobody else is seeing. So like people sing about how they're feeling. So it's almost like she can read minds because anyway, Skylar Aston is in it. Mary Steenburgen, Lauren Graham. I anyway. like Lauren Graham. Um, Zach hmm. Worth is what in it. He's here? also in the Kimmy Schmidt show. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so let's see here. One of my notes just said, Victoria Justice's hair was very nice. Uh, oh, classic brooder. I thought that was funny. Uh, when he what farts, farts in the, uh, he grabs Chelsea Handler's phone and he farts into it. And he's like, classic brooder. <laughs> <laughs> that reminded no, me of Andrew. I love that. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Um, Wait, I'm the one farting in somebody's phone? No, it just I was like okay. Andrew's going to enjoy that joke. Yeah, I did. Um Oh, I like the joke where so they're in the convenience store and uh Roosevelt is sipping on his soda. He's sipping on an orange crush. And then he some Ren Ren starts talking to him because she needs a ride and he like drops his drink and it spills and he's like, My crush. I thought that was stupid, but I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, um Oh, I don't remember for sure where this was, but the uh I think Johnny Knoxville maybe says it to the little kid or maybe the dad who catches him stealing candy at the beginning says it. But uh, he says like these days they execute minors, which <laughs> just made me laugh. Um, the, uh, Oh, the, the um, Roosevelt's friend said he like picks a fight with those like jocks in the truck behind him. And he, he's like, what, were, what are you thinking? He's like, sorry, dude, you know how jacked up I get the night before a debate. Which was funny. <laughs> just lots of little things like that. Um, I noted. Um, I think that's most of what I got. You know what I thought was funny? I thought that uh, the the place where like teens go to hang out in this movie is like the fucking most gentrified, boring like place you could possibly like Southern California uh, suburb strip you could possibly like you know there's a fucking cheese cheesecake factory around the corner (laughs) you mean like the main the main strip in the main strip like yeah Yeah. because it just made me kind of laugh because i was thinking about like uh like you know teens going cruising or whatever in their in their cars or and just thinking about like diners and that kind of stuff and here it's just like a fast food restaurant and (laughs) probably an albertson's uh and some probably some boutiques or something, but just like very like the this 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 strip, which is you know, supposed to be the cool place to hang out, just feels like they just finished building it like a week before they started <laughs> shooting or something like that. Yeah, uh, bunch of lofts. It's just very it's just very uh like new suburban looking like it's nothing. There's just nothing that feels uh lived in about it. Yeah, yeah. I noted that Jane Levy has great hair. Which she does. She does indeed. Mm-hmm. It was sometimes it was hard to to choose whose hair to look at. In I'm this just film. really teen lady. <laughs> um, I noted, um, the line that she says at the beginning. First of all, there's fucking voiceover, completely fucking unnecessary voiceover again. This is a fucking plague, worse than coronavirus. The plague of unnecessary voiceover. That's gonna I come back it. to haunt you when you're yes, writing Frost's kit. Yeah. Ugh. But when she says, when you're known as the mistake by the lake, the chance to be someone else for a night sounds pretty good. That makes no sense at all. That's terrible writing and it makes no sense. What does that mean? The city doesn't get to be someone else for a night and the people aren't known as the mistake by the lake. Freaking stupid. <laughs> also, when she says that um, her dad, her dead dad always told her that college is where you find out who you really are fucking terrible advice (laughs) like that is not true don't speak ill of the dead you know mike made a good passion pit song at the beginning you know maybe i don't like this movie mike why not i don't hearing (laughs) i'm not i i'm happy for mike and i i and i think like i agree there's things about this that are not that are kind of cool and it's not like it's 
terrible to watch and it's kind of i mean other than that it's for babies it's like the kind of movie that like i would like choose to watch on like just a random day be like what's a not very good film that i haven't seen that i want to check out um like i'm happy that we watched this and that we're reviewing it but like hearing people talk about it being funny is making me want to warn people like it's not really funny (laughs) Like, I don't think it's very funny. <laughs> like, I don't think anything really made me laugh. Um, <laughs> I think Keevan, that's kind of good. The Obama, the Obama like macrame, that was funny. Um, but certainly the guy farting into a phone did not make me laugh. Um, See, it's just like right. all, the, three, the, the, all three of these things are equally funny. Right. So, and I think the the funny thing about farting into the phone was when he says "classic brooder." It's, it's, but that is yeah, like the actual fart is not funny. to yeah. me. Yeah. Like I, mean, I just like the, I mean, not to me. I'll just sure <laughs> to me no, nothing I mean, about it is funny. <laughs> I thought you might enjoy like the Halloweenishness of this movie. But no, I, didn't I do. Think you there were, were enjoy, and there are parts of it. That look like particularly the beginning when they're trick or treating, like that's all very hocus pocusy. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I just it's you know what I will say though, none of these movies was sufficiently Halloweeny for me. Like there wasn't enough Halloween I can get stuff. That. I liked the beginning, like when she's going through like the like neighbor's haunted house and like all that kind of stuff that's why i was disappointed about her costume Mm -hmm. i know you guys like found it fuckable or whatever but it's like this is i mean this isn't a fun movie halloween like i mean it's grounded i guess it is what probably a like 17 year old girl would like actually wear at halloween so like that's nice but it's like can we get something more over the top or glamorous or something. Oh, but one of the best specifics I thought in the movie that I just came across in my note and has to do with Halloween costumes, that the like cool, sexy guy in school, that his costume is Jack Sparrow is fucking perfect. Like that is (laughs) so accurate. I loved that was great. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I also like the Carly Rae Jepsen song. Which one Which was I guess, that? Is this, is this, is this pre Call Me Maybe? I think it was no. post Call Me Maybe. It really? was the Call Me Maybe is eight that. years old. No, more than must, that. Must be no. Call Me Maybe is like that 2011 old? probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was the same album. <clears throat> it was the same album that had Call Me Maybe on it. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, it's also like funny. It's funny when Ch- Chelsea Handler goes to her like 25 year old boyfriend's party and assumes that there will be servers to give her bottle of wine to like, what the fuck is that? It's <laughs> yeah, not the nineties, bitch. Um, that was weird. The one last note I had, um, was that I thought, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, so again, the scene in the convenience store, uh, with Thomas Middleditch, where um, the young trick-or-treaters come in to buy a toilet paper so they can TP uh, the girl that the other guy has a cr- uh, the little kid has a crush on. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that scene was cute, and I also liked how they tied back to that later when one of the police officers was that boy's father. Um, and I think, thinking about that, something Kit said, um, I agree. Like it would have been 
cool if it was like a little more Halloween-y. Um, like there was the haunted house and like the trick-or-treaters. But then after that, it's kind of more just like a party. It's not really very Halloween specific, which is probably fine. This is but, the most Halloween-y one we've watched, though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, oh, but what I was going to say, though, is I think um, what I kind of like are little things like that. Um, I'm trying to think of how to describe it, but where it's, it's kind of like on Halloween where there's this sense that everybody's out there doing something a little crazy and like a little fun. And that's part of what's fun about Halloween is like not necessarily mm-hmm. like the big crazy parties, but like everybody's getting up to some mischief or some sort of thing somewhere. Um, and so I like right. that we get little glimpses at other people's Halloween nights. Yeah. Not a ton. That's, that's just... why the like the be someone else for a night plot like didn't carry through at all and felt so forced yeah. and obvious. Whereas like what you're saying is more makes more sense. Like if it, if that had been like the through line or even just like the dead dad and like something to do with like them being haunted in some way by this. And then they like, you know they all end up like exercising it. It's, I don't know. There were better themes than like the super forced theme of like, um, we're being, which is part of why I think that's part of why I was disappointed with her costume is it's like you set up the premise of this movie and the voiceover is having to do with being someone else for a night. And then you just wear your own clothes. Like what the fuck? That's, you know, that's weird. Yeah. Um, see, also, I didn't even I, think about mm-hmm. that line. Like that oh, just yeah. didn't register with me. It came up several times. She says it at the end. Again, I mean, like the like your dad, her dad saying you have to figure out who you really are, and then when she's deciding between Roosevelt and like and Jack Sparrow, she's saying like, "Is this who I, I don't want to be? Someone else? I want to be." So like they keep doing that, and it's like first of all that puts okay. too negative a spin on Halloween, like for me, you know, and it also doesn't jibe with like the rest of the movie. It's just and it's very common theme in like Halloween fair and stupid. The other thing I got to go back to the Nair thing when they're going into the house, what Roosevelt says is like, you guys wearing any like perfume or like scented lotion. He says like something Mm -hmm. like he's talking about that. And then they real, they're like, they realize like, Oh no, the Nair Nair is not perfumed. Nair smells like rotten eggs and then the smell goes away because if it didn't no one would use it because they their pussy would smell like well you wouldn't use an air on your pussy i don't think but do you know what i'm saying like and then it's like so the so so like this whoever wrote this just does not know what nair is how bikini waxes work like where buttholes are like any of it i could see a teenage girl putting nair on her vagine but it but even okay even if she did, which she wouldn't because the internet exists, but you, first of all, she would not be going not out that night. Not in 2012, though. She, she <laughs> wouldn't be, go, she would not be going anywhere that night. And second, it doesn't, it's, Nair isn't perfumed. Like, you don't walk around wafting the smell of rotten eggs out your pussy <laughs> because you use Nair on it because that would defeat the purpose of using the Nair. Interesting. I'm learning a lot about Nair here. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I've, I, I mean, yeah, I've always I been afraid it of it so. because it makes your hair fall out and I, I need all of the hair. <sighs> you don't, don't want that like, to happen. I don't. No, I don't want to use it. Yeah. Where do you, where do you, where are the acceptable places to use Nair on your body? I don't know. I've never used it. I mean, I think I've, I think like you, some people, they, the way they advertise it is like for your legs. Because it gets the hair out easily. Like you can just wipe it away. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, this is not a Nair podcast kit. Um, they may have any other notes. I mean, they make they make Nair for like your bikini line, but I I'm sorry, I for one don't see how you would end up burning your asshole by using Nair around your bikini line. <laughs> yeah, I admit I don't I don't actually know much about female anatomy, so. <laughs> I have no dog in this fight. Um, the. Uh... Oh, the reviews on this were largely very negative. Yep. Uh, so it was 25% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 47% audience score, uh, 37 right on Metacritic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I have two contrasting quotes from critics. Mm-hmm. Um, so Karina Longworth of The Village Voice said, The fundamental Schwartz touch applies. In the guise of a narrowly targeted tween flick, he has delivered a smart and emotionally satisfying slice of wish fulfillment, tracing how a threatened family finds harmony. And then uh, Michael Phillips of the Chicago Tribune Chicago Tribune, said, uh, it's a soul crusher. And when I say it may be the most dehumanizing experience since Hostile Part 2, which I also love, uh, the comparison is not an idle one. So... Well, I think that's, that's a bit over the top. Not, that's that's hard part. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't I did. understand. And I like Michael his, Phillips. That dude's trying to sell a paper. Yeah, I saw Michael Phillips once. Yeah, on the streets I don't know. of Chicago, I, I'm, I'm not very walking out of the trip, walking out of the Tribune building. Did you get his autograph? You should talk to him about fun size sometime. That well, yeah that that's dumb. It's not that bad, but it is also strange given what Josh Schwartz is famous for, which is like extremely glamorous, rich teens that are played by adults that mm-hmm. he made this. <laughs> See, and I've never watched the OC and I've seen some gossip girl. I haven't seen a ton of gossip girl. I've never watched the OC, but, but I've seen all of gossip girl like three times. Yeah. See, and that it surprised me because when I, I didn't really look into it until this week, um, it surprised me that this was a guy that had anything to do with Gossip Girl because it seems very much like the flip side. Like, yeah, he, yeah n- not the exact opposite. You know what I mean? Um, much more like humble, modest, suburban, all that kind of stuff. Uh, less uh, sexy. Um, this opened 10th at the box office. Wow. Oh, that's, that's that's interesting. <laughs> that's so, really And it bad. wasn't like it had... <laughs> It didn't have tough competition, so it opened like the week before Halloween, pretty much, and it opened behind Argo, Cloud Atlas, Hotel Transylvania, Paranormal Activity 4, Silent Hill Revelation, Taken 2, Here Comes the Boom, Alex Cross, and Sinister. And so... Out of those, you know, it came in 10. I'm going to yeah. guess that... Yeah, um, that's crazy. Hotel Transylvania did the best of those. Yeah, I think... Well, and I think Hotel Transylvania probably would have been its main competition because it's a little bit family, a little bit Halloween, but not like a horror film. Here's something to crazy. Open... Hotel Transylvania, in my opinion, funnier, better movie than this. Yeah, of yeah. course. Well, Andrew says that's not a hot Mike take. would never agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. Oh, I... yeah, yeah. Hotel Transylvania is better. I don't think this. I don't think this movie is like really, really, really good. I just thought it was entertaining and easy to watch and mm. uh, had some good gags. And yeah. what more can you ask for in this world, you know? 
That's true. Uh, nothing. A lot more. There's nothing more that you can ask for. You've got mail. <laughs> You've got mail. Yeah. Hocus hocus pocus. You could do a Halloween you've got mail. Oh, I'd love like to. A, yeah. yeah. You know, you've got mail covers like cuz it's like it goes through Christmas and New Year's and then spring like it's a seasonal film, but it does not cover Halloween that I recall. Yeah. That's the one thing that's wrong with it to me. That's why I can never watch it that's again. That's what's wrong with complaint. most films. <laughs> <laughs> they don't address Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I am done. Is, does anybody have a cruise minute? Um, I was trying to come up with one. There, There is an article. Like The Ringer has a new th- thing uh, on Tom Cruise that I'm going to send to you guys. I'll cut this out. I was just like, I haven't read it yet, but it looks long and comprehensive oh never mind it's not that long is uh, it like an interview no it's just like talking about it's talking about top gun really uh and tom it's the the title of the article is it might be bad it might not be worth reading but i'm gonna send it to you anyway it says tom cruise is the ultimate try hard except in top gun so i'm interested to know what that means hmm. um what was i gonna say about tom cruise oh i was just reading that I knew that I don't think I knew that they were making Mission Impossible like it's like a part one and part two kind of thing. It sounds like I mean I don't think they're calling it that. But the next two Mission Impossible movies, it sounds like they're like it's like one movie split, or it's like two a, a one story carried over two movies. Hmm. So that's interesting. They haven't done that before. I think they're ending it too. I so, mean that's what that would signal to me. That's what it signals to me too, and I think that's so smart. And uh, I'm very ex- that 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 honestly, you know what? That actually alleviates a little bit of anxiety within myself, you know. Like I get scared sometimes that Tom Cruise will make will will stay around too long and then make bad Mission Impossible movies. But, that, uh, but the fact that they are ending that series that gives me a new anxiety that there will never be a good film made ever again. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. But like, I hope he directs though. I hope he's like, okay, I'm done too. acting. I'm gonna direct now. Me too. Me too. But like, I wonder if like, you know, if those movies end and then they don't make like, let me ask you this. Would you rather they never make a good movie again? Or would you rather uh, the first bad Mission Impossible movie since 1999 signal only bad movies until you die? Well, it depends on when that comes out. If that comes out when I'm like 60, then that's fine. Because here's the thing, no matter in this scenario, no matter what, bad movies are going to start. Com- it's only going to be bad movies. So you may as well have Mission Impossible end the era of good movies. Or I might get some more mi- good Mission Impossibles. To yeah, watch. you get two. You get two more. In both scenarios. <laughs> no, in uh, yes, in both scenarios, you well, get then, at yeah, least I two. I would rather that. You get two more good mission. We're assume we are assuming that the next if two both Mission Impossible movies will be I good. If in both scenarios I get two more good Mission Impossible movies yeah. and then movies are bad from then on, then I guess it's kind of arbitrary but, which one I pick. No, it's not <laughs> arbitrary because in one scenario there could be more Mission Impossible movies after the next two, but they are bad. I don't want bad bad Tom Cruise movies. Thank you. I have a That's question. what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, I I don't have a news item or any. Um, I also I have a cruise any. idea. Okay. Um, I I haven't watched any Tom Cruise films this week, but uh, if you could be any Tom Cruise character from any of his movies, that would be your life. You you know, you wouldn't necessarily have to like live through the movie, but like you would be that character for life. This is a great question. 
Who are you going to be? I'm going really, to this IMDb. I got to look. I got to think about it. This is a really good the question. The first Mike. one that came to my mind, I'm embarrassed to say, is Stacey Jacks. <laughs> yeah. From, from uh, the, the 80s music one. Because from Rock of Ages, because then I would be like a famous singer. Oh. Oh, there you go. That'd be cool. Yeah, like I don't want to be any of his action guys because they probably all live really sad lives. I know who I'd be. I know who I'd be. I know the answer. There's a correct answer. I would be his character, <laughs> his character in Gold Member, which is Tom Cruise oh. himself. <laughs> Good answer. Damn. Okay, well, that's stolen now. So now I got to pay something else. <laughs> Honestly, ugh. I might be either. William Hartford after the events of Eyes Wide Shut because hopefully mm -hmm. it, hopefully things go better for me after that and I'm still rich and I'm a doctor who gets to play with titties all day. <laughs> and, you're, and you're married to Nicole Kidman. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, so that's pretty good. That's, uh, my second, and this is maybe a distant second, is Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Okay. He's, just, he's, he's more or less a regular dude. I think I'm looking at his filmography here. And you, think... can't, you cannot pick any of the ones that we've picked. You picked two. Yeah, I know. Three collectively. Well, okay. <laughs> I might have gone with Bill Hartford. No. Um, you could be Charlie Babbitt. That's a good one. So I have not seen Risky Business in a very long time. Oh, oh you like being that guy. Yeah, you're that guy. Say, <laughs> you're that doesn't guy. he get together with Rebecca DeMornay at the end? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so and I, I think that And your teen... Yeah. yeah, he go he goes to call he goes to Harvard at the end, and his girlfriend is Rebecca De Mornay. Yeah, and that's definitely yeah. Mike's. I'm picking that one. Movie. Okay. That's basically that's basically me already, but I still feel like that's just <laughs> it would be like staying true to myself while still being able to be Tom Cruise. I love it. I was, was going a, to was ask what would be the premise of a Tom Cruise Halloween movie. Like, how does Halloween oh, enter the Cruiseverse? Here's the thing, though. Well, it can't be a scary movie because nothing. There's there's no monster that I believe could uh like be a a good foil for Tom Cruise. Not even a mummy? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Cuz I remember he he beat the shit out of that mummy. So Tom Tom Cruise was so not scared of the mummy that he became the mummy. He became the, the mummy. <laughs> Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise was a better monster than the monster in that movie. Oh, that movie's I, so bad. Yeah, that's horrible. I actually think so like Interview with the vampire, uh, and then I did not see the mummy, but like, and I actually I haven't even really dabbled in the uh, universe or the dark universe or what universal there, monsters thing. There is no dark universe, so okay. that that's so, yeah. we'll spoil that for you. But like, I could see like when you said that, I'm thinking like Tom Cruise now. How could we make him like and bring him into like uh, like horror films, and like uh, I could see him being like. Uh, not the patriarch, but like the 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 um the Bosley of like a team of scientists and researchers and adventurers who like do who who like encounter the Wolfman or the Mummy or things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's I kind of he kind he kind of kind is of in the, the Mummy. Yeah, that's kind of what the yeah. Mummy is. That that is I, that is I a feel, Tom Cruise horror movie. Yeah, I feel like it's, that looks good on paper, but apparently the the Mummy was not a good movie. But I like, have I feel two. like that would be cool. I have two okay. ideas. One would be like 
the strangers or like a straw dogs but it's like a halloween horror movie where he has to like defend his house yeah I could against people breaking in the other one would be midsummer but tom cruise is the cult leader oh that'd be that okay that i see the 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 strangers one i don't I don't know, just because I have a I have a hard time seeing Tom Cruise ever do ultra violence. Um, yeah, that's but, true. But what if he's kind of like Kevin McAllister, and he's see, like be fucking, doing be... doing inventions and things to like <laughs> to to and just kind of like or like John McClane, kind of like like I guess like I don't know John Mc, so McClane is shooting people, but it's not like it's not. No, Sam Tom Peck Cruise is building. Violent. He's building traps and shit. He's wearing glasses yeah. the whole time. Well, but yeah. the original question was Tom Cruise. How do we bring Halloween into the Tom Cruise world? Well, I guess the, my 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 like strangers idea would be that it would be on Halloween and that it would be, right, you okay. know, so that I don't know the, the I think, midsummer idea is just a horror film. I guess I like but. I like the yeah. I like I like the, uh, you know, a kind of like house on Haunted Hill scenario, like a bunch of people are assembled in oh. to some like uh like big mansion or whatever and he's mm-hmm. like the patriarch basically playing with stat again that would be so good there's so like many him, movies him i wish he would make like this uh, like there's a movie here because um, i was gonna say like i want to see like i pictured him like like in a mansion sitting mm-hmm. at like a big like mahogany desk like drinking some scotch or something like and like he's like he's like the uh, puppet master so when i want him to be House on Hill, but i want him to i want him to be like i want him to be like 75 but yeah. like, but 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 Tom Cruise seventy five, mm-hmm. right? So, so we like, know that that's like fifty five. My forty, yeah, yeah, exactly. My, no, never. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. We'll be dead by the time. Yeah. By the time, yeah. Yeah. That uh, would be. Oh, God. There's so many. I'm look, looking at when I like looking at his IDB to pick which one I want to be. I'm like, he hasn't made enough movies. He really? No, yeah. He, I do. I do think about that. He has the man has not made enough movies. It's, it's, it's a it's a Kubrick thing, right? It's well, especially like, now he's just anyways. remaking movies he already did. So we will uh, we'll wrap it up for today. We can always continue this conversation off air. Um, thank you all for joining me. But for Mike, my what is it, Andrew? I'm trying to finish up here. The listeners want to know what we're gonna <laughs> listen to and what we're gonna watch, and that they are gonna listen to next week. <laughs> Well, you know, that's actually a good question. I don't know, Andrew. Could you tell us what we're going to watch next week? Yes, Mike, I can. So next triple we're going to do is, uh, it's called Andrew Moon's Kit and Mike. And um, <laughs> the triple is, uh, what year is that? 1984? I don't know. Six? 87. 1987's Moonstruck. Okay. Followed by... Uh, what year was 2009 2009's moon followed by 2016's moonlight cool um yep these are uh these are legit three of my three well i don't know moon is probably not one of my favorite movies but i do like it a lot is like the best movie of all time moonstruck is great so uh and then yeah kit has obviously you've seen uh moonstruck but i don't think you've seen moon and i'm sure you haven't seen no. moonlight and mike you've i'm sure seen moon but haven't seen moonstruck or moonlight um mm-hmm. so yeah we're in a, I think mike we're in a you good haven't place. seen moonstruck no i've never seen moonstruck oh my god <laughs> yeah it's gonna be um, fun you guys want to hear something creepy yeah okay. well <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty spooky
Okay. I just watched Paper Moon last week. Did you like it? What are the odds? I love Paper Moon. Yeah, Paper Moon's great. I mean, I'd seen it before, but I just watched it recently. I What's just, Paper Moon? I, you haven't seen Paper Moon? It's the Tatum one with O'Neill uh, and Ryan O'Neill, Peter Bogdanovich. No, like, no, no, never seen it. in the the thirties. Oh, you really should watch that. It's a really good movie. Um, okay. It's very sweet little comedy. Little, I don't know, not really sweet. It's like sweet but scrappy. It's a scrappy little comedy. I like Peter Bogdanovich. Mostly, I like the way he looks. Yeah, it's it's really good. Do you do you not like it, Kit? You're making a face. I really don't like Ryan O'Neill, except in What's Up, Doc. I don't think anybody oh, likes yeah. Ryan O'Neill. So you know, like when well, it kind of works because you're not you don't he's not very likable in Paper Moon. That's true, or but. off screen either. The only movie, See, the only the only movie with Ryan O'Neill that I've ever seen, where I was like, man. I love Ryan O'Neill in this movie. It's a movie where he has no lines, basically. Driver. Driver. Mm-hmm. He's good. I like well, him in Driver. And he's Barry hot Lyndon. as shit in What's Up, Doc. He's I don't think he's really... good in Barry Lyndon. I think the I think I think Stanley Kubrick is good in Barry Lyndon. He's <laughs> fine. I just think he does not look like Marissa Berenson looks so perfect in that time period. And then Ryan O'Neill, I'm like, how did this dude from the 70s get into whatever 18th century you know time. anyway he sucks oh okay well i like the movie Paper well he's dead my mom, now i think my mom really likes that movie and she always wants me to watch it um one. but we will not be watching paper moon next week we will be watching moonstruck what's other mm-hmm. good moon movies um uh what's the one the the one where the it's like it's like the face of the moon and then the rocket hits it in the eye and oh, oh yeah that's like classic Trip to the moon. that's yeah that is that is that is the definition of classic you know, that's, that's pretty short should we add that to your triple it could no, be yeah. like a, a no. short before i don't want to f- watch it's, it also before. it's not i tell you what i have seen it and it is it is not short enough you know what we <laughs> could watch okay what if yeah. we watch instead the smashing pumpkins music video for tonight with tonight. all that yeah, um, we'll yeah. do that. Well, how about yeah? All right, fine. We we watch uh, Trip to the Moon before Moon, and then we watch the Smashing Pumpkins music video before Moonlight. I guess I don't know. No. And then what do we watch before Moonstruck? Um, I think you should watch we, the Silent Running. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch Silent Running. The, we could watch the Moon Landing. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah, great. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. The moon landing is actually pretty cool. I, I, I watched it last year. It was actually pretty cool. That's I actually really saw something good... interesting about the moon landing on YouTube the other day, but I'll tell you about it oh, off okay. air. Oh, okay. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's pretty it's crazy. Good. Pretty crazy. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah. All right. We don't, uh, we, don't, we don't want to say it on the air because we don't want, we don't want to get too many listeners. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I, just, I just don't want to get in trouble again. Yeah. But. All, right. All right. Farewell. Good Bye. talking mm-hmm. to you both. Have a good weekend.